Hello and welcome everyone to Adaptivist Live, the Alassian Ecosystem Podcast. This is episode 113, All's Quiet on the Atlassian Front. I'm your host, Ryan Spilkin, and joining me today are Brenda Burrow and our favorite guest host, Danny Coleman. Brenda, Danny, hi. Hello. Hi, Ho. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So glad to have you back, Danny. Matthew has decided to take a vacation. Who approved that? Ugh. It's not actually a vacation. He's doing a great deal of home improvement stuff, and that is not what I consider a vacation, but um, I hope that he finds it restful and relaxing. Oh, you know he's enjoying and himself. Improvement-y. Oh, he is having a ball. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get started with uh, a relatively light load of Atlassian news in the past couple of weeks, and we'll begin as we always do in the Atlassian cloud. Beginning with the Jira platform, most of the changes are to the road mapping function. First, we start with selective scheduling, where along with helping create an entire plan, you can now tell the auto scheduler to only schedule specific issues. Instructions for this will be found in our show notes. Atlassian has also enabled deployments for all projects with SCM data. So when you have a source code management tool integrated with your JIRA project, the deployments feature will be enabled to give you visibility into your deployment pipelines against issues over a timescale. In the project management space, you are now able to create and schedule future sprints. You can now create the sprint and pencil in the start and end dates. The key quote from Atlassian, your future self will thank you later. Just... Tenses there made my head hurt a little bit. (laughs) And in the JIRA roadmap, you're now able to drag and drop story level issues. So you can just rearrange story level issues directly in the roadmap. Grab the issue, drag it and drop it. You can adjust the issue's rank in its current epic or move it to a new one. List this one under tricks to make JIRA roadmap maintenance a total breeze. In Jira Service Management Cloud, they are rolling out a feature to manage and edit portal groups and request types faster, where you can now add request types to portal groups directly from the request types page and see which portal groups and issue types your request types are in at a glance with new, new additional columns. They've also added new filters to the request types page so you can filter your request types by keyword, issue type, or portal group. And lastly, for the cloud updates this week, we've got... Confluence, Confluence, Confluence. We are able to view pages in your space differently. You now have more options for how you view the pages in a space. You can see those options by clicking on the three-dot menu. Does that have a name, the three-dot menu? I'm pretty sure it's the three-dot menu. Danny? I've heard it called an ellipses menu. Ah. Well, using the ellipses or three-dot menu next to pages in the space sidebar will give you access to change how you view pages in a space including options to change space views by last updated or alphabetically by title, and that change will persist in a space until you change it. Wow, do I wish I had that? I had access to that feature for my personal space. All right, the table of contents macro will now include elements in the heading, so now when you put an emoji in your chapter one, it's going to show up in the table of contents. Um, that also includes mentions, mentions, statuses, or dates. And finally, you can easily sort templates before selecting the right one. It's template sorting when you go to create a page, and it's brilliant. To select the right template to create your content in, they've added a sort by selector. 
So this will allow you to browse templates Confluence recommends based on your usage or sort the templates alphabetically. Another nice improvement. Can I just say real quick that um, the thought of emojis and heading text, I mean, I'm all for flexibility and, and having a little fun, but please don't put emojis in heading text. I'm just thinking of the table of contents. But but now the table of contents will allow you to put an emoji in the... <laughs> they were so busy pre being preoccupied with whether they could do it that they failed to stop and think of if, if they, they should. should. I've said my piece. <clears throat> please, don't, please don't give Brenda a sad. And on top of all that, you're going to start seeing a lot more visualization within Confluence in general. And it's uh, it's a nice improvement just to make Confluence a lot more readable, uh, a lot more pleasurable to use. You'll see more emojis. Uh, you'll, you can add page cover images. Hey, emojis. Some people like the emojis. I don't know. <laughs> I do. Sorry, Brenda. <laughs> they communicate a lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can customize you can customize space avatars. Um, really just just kind of make it a more visually appealing experience. On top of that, they've also added uh, smart links, which make it even easier to display external content in Confluence. So when you link to something like YouTube or Trello, uh, what's going to happen is you'll see that content in its native format within Confluence. So that's a, that's a nice feature. Um, a couple more little features that they've recently added is you can schedule publishing. Ooh. Yeah, so now that you can schedule publishing, uh, you can just kind of write up your content and schedule out when you want that to go live. Um, you know, that's a pretty big feature that is very popular in the social media world, especially with social media managers, because who's actually writing and publishing in real time? Nobody. You're always, you're creating your content and then you're scheduling when you want it to go out so that it gets to the right people at the right time with maximum peak, uh, what am I trying to say? Influenceability. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you can influence the most people at peak engagement times, right? So confluence. Now helping you helping you reach your audience. Um, and finally, they've added the ability to allow you to convert pages in Confluence to blogs. Just a, a slightly different type of content in Confluence, but they function a little bit differently. So if you're writing your content up as a page, then you can con easily convert it to a blog for pushing out there. So again, we're starting to see Confluence focus a little bit more on uh, the interactive nature of like content for external consumption which is interesting. I think this is good. One of the things that's on the, the Atlassian cloud roadmap is external collaboration and confluence. And this is, this is all signs point to yes. Indeed. And then getting away from confluence, talking about Jira, Atlassian has launched an early access program for cloud to cloud migrations. Uh, this is only for customers and, and users who want to migrate projects in a Jira Software Classic or Jira Core project from one instance to another. And ideally for those looking to do it in April, May of 2021, it's a pretty short term. Um, once you sign up, you'll have access to technical support from Atlassian documentation about the migration and the feature itself. So when you migrate projects, that will include issues, attachments, related configurations, and users from the target site to the source site. 
So this is a really interesting opportunity, one, to get help with any migrations you might be trying to perform, but also to help provide Atlassian feedback, because that's sort of what early access programs are about, is getting in there, helping Atlassian get real data about how these tools use and, and giving them the feedback. So as part of this, if you sign up, they'll want to know whether the experience worked for you, you know, bugs or issues you ran into, documentation or information you wish you may have had, uh, what was helpful, what worked, what didn't, you know, any performance issues, that kind of thing. So it's just know if you're signing up, it's kind of a almost a conversation, right? It's not just like, here's the thing, give it to me, but you know, they'll want something back in return. And that's fair, I think. So as and as an early access program, I think we can reasonably assume that this is something that's going to continue to be built out and improved upon with time. And we'll make sure that we give you those updates as we hear more about them. Bringing everything out of the clouds and back down to earth, um, not just a ton of information for DC server, nothing in fact for JIRA and Confluence, but we do have some updates for Bitbucket. Um, Bitbucket data center and server 7.11.1 release um, available uh, March 10th. Some small um, ease of use features. Um, the big one that they're highlighting is being able to see all of your JIRA issues on the dashboard. They call it your JIRA issues in the text, the GIF says your work, um, but it's a section where you can see issues that are assigned to you, most recently updated ones at the top. You can open up details of the issue from the issue key and you can create a branch directly from the actions menu. So just get right to work from this dashboard. I like stuff like this, dashboards that bring all of your things, but this is what I need to be worried about. This is near and dear to my heart. Uh, so it's a lovely little update. Um, a few bug fixes, um, things like if you submit a pull request with the title empty, which why would you do that? But um, if you did that, the reviewers would disappear. That's been resolved, um, allowing the SSH port to listen only on localhost. Some small, again, ease of use updates. Moving on, um, some updates to Bitbucket pipelines. Um, you are now able to talk to third-party applications without an access token or secret. In fact, you no longer need to store your secrets in Bitbucket pipelines, which is where I keep all of my secrets. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. Traditionally, so, so what they're doing is they're using what's called OpenID Connect, and you create that token in Bitbucket pipelines, and you can use that to talk to any third-party application that also uses it or supports it. So traditionally, you would add a secret in as a variable, use it in your pipeline step to talk to whatever that external resource is. They're easy to get started with, but managing them over time can be a huge challenge. If you've got multiple applications, um, if something goes wrong in a script, it, it could potentially be compromised. Um, and so with OpenID Connect, it just makes it easier to manage. You have granular access based on your deployment environment, branch, et cetera. Um, so there's some information on how to set this up um, and quite a bit um, in the blog post that we will link to in the show notes. So if you are a Bitbucket Pipelines developer and you're using secrets, take a look at this OpenID Connect stuff. It's pretty slick. And then one more update in the Bitbucket space, um, particularly for Android developers, there's an Android template in Bitbucket Pipelines helping you to automate building and testing your Android projects in a Docker container using Gradle as the build tool. So it's a pretty specific um, environment that they're, they're, they've built this template for. But there is a template code uh, that you can access from this blog post. And it walks you through how it's structured, what the prereqs are, how to build the project. 
lots of pictures and, and code samples and things like that. So um, if you are an Android developer using Bitbucket pipelines, building and testing in Docker using Gradle, there's a new template for you. Um, again, we'll have the we'll have the link to this in the show notes. Uh, so feel free to pop over there, take a look at this. Uh, it could be highly useful. Atlassian has announced the end of support for Live Plans, the legacy interface in advanced roadmaps. For the cloud, on July 31st, 2021, Atlassian will end support for the live the legacy Live Plans interface in advanced roadmaps. And if you are on advanced roadmaps for server or data center, Live Plans will be removed from the next major update, though the exact date is not yet known. As soon as we hear, of course, dear listeners, viewers, we will pass it along. Now, you might be wondering, well, how am I going to see my plans? Well, you, your plan will not go away, only your legacy view. You will be forced into using the new, um, the new view, which Atlassian really thinks is going to be a better experience for you in the long run. Um, they do implore you to keep in mind that advanced roadmaps is still a sandbox environment. So none of the changes you're making in your timeline will be committed to your plan until you select the blue button. So uh, you have you have the grace to play with the new interface and get familiar before committing any of your changes back to plan. But the old interface is going away soon. <laughs> of new, a mix of old, a mix of going away. Um, as we said at the beginning, kind of a quiet episode, we sort of expect the news to be a bit of a trickle, um, essentially until Team 2021 happens. Um, we suspect a, a, lot of, a lot of stuff is being sort of held back to be announced at Team, and we see this every year. Um, so we will, as always, dear readers, listeners, viewers, um, be posting information as we see it. Um, our episodes may be a little bit shorter for a while and then be prepared for lots of news and lots of views from us, uh, following team. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's really it for today. So I'll go ahead and just say um, thank you again to Danny for being the best guest host we could ask for. The best guest uh, in the West. Best oh, guest shucks. in the West. Oh, Southwest Danny. technically, but I'll take Southwest. And so, Danny, thank you for being here. Ryan, you're obligated, so you don't get any thanks. Um, but it is a pleasure, as always, to spend time with the two of you. Matthew, hope your home improvement projects are going fantastically well. Um, as always, we will be posting links to everything we've talked about in the show notes. You can reach us on social at Adaptivist Live on your social media platform of choice. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. We look forward to chatting more in a couple of weeks. On behalf of Danny Coleman and Ryan Spilkin, I'm Brenda Burrell signing us off for episode 113.